Blog Talk Radio. Theology and the Shield of Classic Apologetics. This is the Bellator Christie Podcast. This is uh, your host coming from the Carolinas to the world via the World Wide Web. Yours truly, Brian Chilton. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. If you'd like to uh, call in, our number is 323-784-9617. Due to uh, this weekend and all the events going on, this is a completely live show today. And so we'll take your calls towards the end of the podcast. I want to talk uh, really about uh, the duration of this show. I want to talk about this weekend. This past weekend was absolutely phenomenal uh, and, and for many reasons. Uh, this past weekend, uh, I uh, celebrated the graduation, uh, my graduation along with uh, many, many others there at Liberty University. And I want to tell you something, folks. Uh, Liberty sometimes comes under scrutiny because of its conservative views and its uh, staunch stance for for God and his word. But I want to tell you something. I have never experienced the power of God's spirit the way we did there this past weekend. Uh, That is an absolutely phenomenal place. This podcast isn't meant to um, uplift Liberty University but I just gotta, I just gotta share with you some of the incredible things that happened this past weekend. Uh, you know, uh, we've had a lot going on here lately, and and, and I'm gonna get into that uh, very briefly uh, here over the next uh, course of the next 30 minutes. But I want to tell you something. You just to feel the power of God in a place. Uh, it's just absolutely phenomenal. My son has already said that when he goes to college. He's just seven right now, but he's already said, Daddy, I want to go to Liberty. Uh, he was so impressed. My wife was thoroughly impressed with the, uh, with the, the university. Uh, she says, I have never seen a place that unapologetically stood for Christ and was going to glorify him. And we did that along with 35,000 other people filling Williams Stadium. It was packed in Williams Stadium this past weekend. So... Uh, in fact, there were a lot of surprises uh, there at the graduation. I, you know, we were there. Uh, see, uh, I entered uh, the, the the graduates came on the field. It took an hour and a half to get nineteen thousand four hundred thirty some graduates on the field. Uh, but the commencement itself lasted two hours. But you had never guessed uh, that two hours had went by. There were some uh, incredible surprises. Uh, Willie Robertson of uh, Doug Dynasty was there. 
and uh, we were we were stunned also to find uh, that uh, Randall Wallace, who is the uh, executive producer of movies such as Braveheart uh, and uh, Secretariat and others, were there. And in fact, he had some special guests himself. So I want to play a few uh, clips of this for you here a few moments. This is the end of Randall Wallace's speech. And I'll let you hear as they unveil two other special guests that were there. This is a re recorded from this past graduation. So I'll let you listen to this uh, right now. Segment he's uh, talking about Desmond Doss and um, a movie that he's doing, and so uh, here, here we come to the next part.
You know, you, you hear. I mean, it just—it was one surprise after another, and it just absolutely fantastic. It just amazing. But you know, uh, as 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 we went through this, uh, just being there this past weekend, I, you know, I experienced—I I had four lessons, four valuable life lessons that uh, I want to share with you today, and uh, I'm going to have this uh, posted on the website at Bellator Christie here uh, a little bit later on uh, today. But uh, again. Uh, just an incredible honor to be be there this weekend. Just an absolutely amazing spirit. You know, I'm telling you that the journey to graduation was tough. Uh, this was a three-year program. This was one of the larger programs, uh, at least on the master's uh, degree, uh, master's level that uh, that's offered at Liberty as far as uh, in the Divinity School. So uh, the drive to Lynchburg was even uh, pr- even proved difficult as well, and I'll mention that here in a few moments. But you know, my education did not end at, at graduation. In fact, you know, if anything, my desire for a doctorate degree had, was only increased had only increased being there this past weekend due to some conversations I had some, with some some wonderful people. And so, uh, you know, again, my education doesn't end here. I think it only continues. In fact, I think for anybody who is a Christian, anybody who is uh, a person who wants to do a work for the Lord, you, you've got to keep learning. You can you never get to the point in time in life where you say, hey, I'm there. I know everything. You just don't. Uh, we always have to be learning. We always have to be growing until God calls us home and until we're made perfect in the image of Christ. But uh, I learned four valuable life lessons this this past weekend, and I hope to, uh, to uh, that these life lessons will endure with me for the rest of my life. Now, the the key verse of Liberty University comes from Second Corinthians three seventeen, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the context of this verse implies that God removes the veil from our eyes so that we can see and reflect the glory of God in 2 Corinthians 3.18. But what does this liberty, God's liberty, mean to us? Well, I'm going to play off that verse with these four life lessons that I obtained this past weekend. Uh, Yeah, we were tired. I'm going to be honest with you. We came in, we crashed, we slept, we we rested good. I guess you, I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. We played hooky yesterday, as we knew we probably would need to, uh, because uh, we were just exhausted yesterday. Uh, but uh, but we got some necessary rest, and we thank the Lord for that. But uh, using that verse, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, I want to bring forth four life lessons that I learned this past weekend. Number one, lesson number one is with God's liberty, there is power to do the impossible. 
Ronald Hawkins, the provost at, uh, at uh, I think vice president and provost, if I'm not mistaken, at Liberty, noted that the first graduating class of 1974 had 46 graduates. This year's graduating class was the largest in Liberty's history with 19,432 graduates. There were many times where people said that uh, that this school again, and I'm not just I'm not promoting the school by you know just because it's my alma mater, I'm just promoting some of the life lessons I learned there. Um, you know, there were many times where people said that the vision that God gave uh, the founder would never came, it would never come across, would never happen. There were even some point in times uh, in the early years of the university where it seemed as if the university was going to have to close its doors. However, this year, 19,432 graduates were there uh, receiving degrees, uh, most of whom I'm assuming were there. But uh, So what I think we find through this is that with God, there is power to do what may seem to be impossible. Our commencement speaker was Rashad Jennings, who was the running back for the New York Giants. And I want to tell you something. My son absolutely loved him. He absolutely loved Rashad Jennings, and uh, and uh, he <laughs> there were uh, there were some some wonderful points that he brought forth in his message. In fact, he brought forth what he uh, he called seven things. Seven things, and you can go to RashadJennings.com and learn about those seven things. In fact, let me read them to you right quick. Um, let's see if I can find it right here. Uh, the seven things are, number one, the exceeding abundant power that worketh in you rarely works unless you work too. You've got to do your part, is what he's saying. Uh, itches that you create are usually the ones you don't want to be scratching. You can always make integrity your tenactin, he said. Number three, Peter didn't sink beneath the waves by worrying about tomorrow. He was fearful about his next step the next moment. Number four, when troubles come, remember, if God is not with you now, then he never was, which means that your problem is worse than you originally thought. But if he is with you, then even then it's even better than you think. Number five, forgiveness is not for you first. It is for God because he said that you have to. Number six, expressing love is more of a decision than a feeling. When it's real, it'll be felt in ways that you can't fully explain. Number seven, and I like this one too, Laugh at the right things a lot, sing joyful songs a whole lot, and develop your own happy dance, and always look for reasons to use it. And I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, but he even said that, uh, quite frankly, he was not one who should be playing professional football. He said that uh, Jennings told us that he was considered by many people to be too short to play in the NFL, uh, in high school, he had a GPA of 0 0.6, weighed 275 pounds, and had asthma. He says, but as Jennings noted, with God, you can dream crazy big. And absolutely, that's the case. With God, all things are possible. No mountain is too high. No valley is too wide for God. God can help you do the things that you thought were absolutely impossible. This is the very thing that the angel told Mary before she became the mother of our Lord. Mary had learned that her relative Elizabeth would be with child. Elizabeth was too old, many people would say, to, to have a child. However, the angel told Mary that nothing will be impossible with God. With God's liberty, there is power to do what many people consider to be the impossible. Number two, with God's liberty, there is love to reach the impoverished. Now, I can't really go into the reasons why. 
Uh, maybe one day I can. But my wife and I have been dealing with a great deal of stress and strains here as of late. Um, both of us have been stressed for so long that it was an absolutely radiant breath of fresh air to experience numerous people who didn't try to use us, who didn't try to abuse us, who didn't try to critique us, who didn't try to condemn us, but who simply congratulated us and wished us the very best. My wife was actually, she was even stunned at how loving and kind the professors were. She even said, I always thought that professors were somewhat distant from their students, but the professors here really care about their students. At the School of Divinity, the professors did something that was absolutely phenomenal. They laid their hands and prayed for each and every one of the students leaving out of the School of Divinity. Our minds were absolutely blown. I had a chance to, to speak with uh, many of the professors. I didn't have a chance to speak with as many as I wished that I could have. Could have. Uh, in fact, uh, I was getting ready to speak to a couple other professors, and I noticed that my wife and son were already uh, waiting for me back in the back, so I needed to go uh, catch up with them. But I had a chance to, to talk with Dr. Kevin King, who was an absolute inspiration Dr. Um, Chet Roden, who was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he, he's a professor of Hebrew, just a great guy, uh, an excellent banjo player as well. Um, Leo Purser, just an absolutely phenomenal scholar and just a great guy. Uh, Chad Thornhill, and the list goes on and on and on, just wonderful professors. Gary Habermas was there. I didn't get a chance to speak with him, uh, but, man, just absolutely amazing amazing experience. The, the professors really cared about their students, and that's something that my wife was amazed, and, and I was too. Um, again, we've been impoverished here lately due to the stress and strains of life. To experience the overwhelming love and kindness that we received this weekend from students, from staff, from other families was just absolutely phenomenal, which just reminds me uh, of, of a powerful point. Um, that the love of God is 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 a it's a it's it's a drink refreshing drink to the dehydrated soul. It's a nourishing meal to the malnourished heart. Uh, this is something that's absolutely should be experienced by every Christian at all times. But we don't do that. We do a miserable job in this area. Yeah, I know we're frustrated. I know we're aggravated. I know we're annoyed at many of the things going on in life. But you know what? If if we would just learn how to express and demonstrate the love of God, I believe this world would be a whole lot better place. We even had a chance to meet a guy who was a good friend with the late Dr. Jerry Falwell, and he told us, you know, Dr. Falwell gets a bad rep with some people because he was conservative and he he believed the Bible, he he, he loved the Lord, and he was unapologetic for it. And because of that, when you're a public figure and you make the type of stand that he made, you're going to get some flack for it. But he told us about their friendship, this man did, and about the passion that, that uh, both of them had for, for the Lord and the compassion they had for people. In fact, this gentleman gave us a pen which says, Jesus first. And he says, listen, I'm only going to give you this pen so long as you didn't make Jesus the first of your life. He says, I don't give this pen to just anybody. He says, I'm only going to give this pen to you promise to make Jesus first in your life. 
and we said that we would to the best of our ability. He even invited us to come some weekend when we weren't uh, uh, weren't in services to come to come join him for worship. I mean, this was just this absolute amazing thing. He even told us, I'm not going to tell you goodbye. I'll just say, I'll see you later. Because one way or the other, I will. I'll see you later, either here or in the kingdom of God. The love of God radiating through his children is, children is a refreshing drink to the dehydrated soul. It's a nourishing meal to the malnourished heart. This is why Jesus tells us we fail on this. I, I'm, I'm certainly one who fails in this regard. He tells us, love one another even as I have loved you. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If we could just continue sharing the love of Christ, man, we can make a difference in someone's life. Ed Heinsohn at the School of Divinity reminded us, you could have, a, you could have the intellect, you could be a scholar, you could have brains galore, but some people are not going to listen to you regardless. Some people are going to have their hearts hardened until they experience the revealing of the Holy Spirit. Until the Holy Spirit grabs hold of their heart, they're not going to listen to you. But you can still demonstrate grace. You can still demonstrate love. You know, I, I have received a lot of personal attacks in, in my ministry. Uh, yet Christ was attacked, and was, and, but he even still prayed for the forgiveness of his offenders. Love is a cherished gift from God. Now, we all make it a priority to focus on loving others the way Christ commanded us. The third lesson I learned this weekend is that with God's liberty, there is humility to counter one's importance. Going back to Dr. Heinsohn's powerful message, I was reminded that despite our achievements, we must always remain humble. Heinsohn reminded us that some people will not care about how smart we are until they experience the grace of God, God within us. And the grace of God, the Spirit of God, reaches into a person's heart and transforms them. They're not going to hear us. Knowledge and wisdom are important. In fact, they're critical in our day and time. Yet if knowledge and wisdom are shrouded with a haughty spirit, with ego, ego, egotistical behaviors, then they're for nothing. That's what Paul says. He tells us in uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Let me flip there. I wasn't planning on doing this. But let's just do this right quick. 1 Corinthians uh, 13. He says, if I could speak all the languages on earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would be only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I had the gift of prophecy, and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge. And if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my own body. I could, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. To that I say amen. You know, Peter reminds us that we are to humble ourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. We must have humility. And I think as this show and program is geared especially to to, to, to uh, the aspects of theology and apologetics, it's important for us to remember that, listen, if we have all the right facts and figures down, 
we, we know the truth and we can deliver it eloquently and if we have all the right apologetic arguments and we can deliver it with great great uh, fashionability and a great uh, intrigue, that's all fine and well. But if we do not have love and charity in, in presenting those things, then it's not going to amount to anything. We must have love. We must have the grace of God. And that's one thing I have experienced. I can say I can honestly, I have honestly experienced that throughout the duration of my uh, tenure at Liberty. Um, and that's just not the case at Liberty University. It's the case anywhere where the children of God are folks. I, I found that at, at Fruitland Bible College. Anywhere where you have people who are completely devoted to the Lord, who want to follow the Lord, who want to serve Him, you're going to have a loving spirit there. That should be the case all of us, every single day of the year. Not just at graduation, but every single day of the year. And the fourth lesson, and there are many other lessons I could add to this. I just kept it down to four, um, and there are many others I could have added. But with God's liberty, there is strength to endure the interruptions of life. And interruptions is probably a bad word to use for this particular lesson, but I wanted to stay true to the I theme, you know. <laughs> While my family and I were driving up to Lynchburg, we received a call that my grandpa was not doing so well. My mother and father needed to go back home. And you see, we all had uh, drove up together and were planning to have a wonderful weekend together. But unfortunately, my parents had to come back home because they really didn't know if grandpa was going to make it or not. My wonderful wife took it upon herself. I actually, you know, she didn't have to, but she took it upon herself to drop off my son and I at the hotel and drive my parents back home. Now, this is two-and-a-half-hour drive up to Lynchburg. It was an hour uh, to the hotel, uh, and so the, so she had another hour back and then an hour back to the hotel, an hour from where we were staying back to the house, uh, and then an hour or so from the house back to where we were staying. I mean, she drove in excess of six hours the Friday before graduation. Um, you know... She told me afterwards, she said, you know, God gave me strength to make the journey. She suffers from some physical conditions that, that make her achy and, and make her hurt. And, you know, um, looking back at it, I, you know, I probably should have been the one to drive them. You know, But she said, no, you stay with Grayson. You know, you, tomorrow's your big day. You stay with Grayson and, you, you know, keep him here at the hotel. She said, God gave me strength to make the journey. God will give us strength to endure many of the obstacles of life. My grandpa has improved, although he's still, quite frankly, not very well at all. We don't know how many days he has left. Only the good Lord does. As my dad said this morning, he says, I'm glad I'm not in charge of that. You know, I'm glad someone else is I'm talking about the good Lord. But, but many have noted that when they face troubles and trials, God always shows up to provide them strength, the strength to endure. God also provides us means of rest if we'll take it. It's Jesus who says, come to me, all of you who are weary and, and carry heavy burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. We can find rest in our risen Lord. He'll give us strength to endure. He'll give us strength to stay the task if we're doing what we're truly called to do. And being who we are truly called to be, God will help us. Some will undoubtedly read the article and they'll hear this and they say, well, hey, you're just only trying to you just only trying to boast upon your alma mater. You know what? I'm proud to be a Liberty grad. 
Some people may not like this or may not like that, but I am steadfastly, undauntingly proud to be a Liberty graduate, a Liberty alumnus. But I'm not trying to pump up my alma mater here. It's not the purpose of the article that I wrote. It's not the purpose of this program today. Rather, I have sought to show the importance that that comes from taking God seriously in both word and deed. You know, I felt the power of God's Spirit at Fruitland Baptist Bible Institute when I was there for two years. Because you had a group of people who came together, who loved the Lord, who wanted to serve the Lord, who were sold out, sold out to the kingdom of God. And I, I experienced the exact same thing, if not even amplified, at Liberty University this past weekend. That goes to show me that where two or three are gathered in his name, God's in the midst. Now, I know that's, that's meant technically to talk about uh, people who have an argument context, to people who have an argument and find a resolution. God's in the midst of that. But I think it also resides when you have a community and group of people coming together who love the Lord. Then the power of God's Spirit is present there. And folks, when you have the Spirit of God, you have liberty. You have the liberty to go out and have the fruit of the Spirit, receiving His love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control, and then spread those attributes to each and every person we meet. That's my challenge to the class of 2016. It's a challenge to myself and to each and every person who not only graduated at Liberty, the excess of 19,000-plus students who graduated at Liberty, but to every person who graduated this past weekend, go out, be, receive Christ, receive the Holy Spirit, and share forth the fruit of the Spirit to each and every person in contact. And, beloved, I believe we can truly have an impact upon this world if we'll simply do that. Well, this has been Brian Chilton saying, God bless and remember, the truth shall set you free. We're going to take a quick commercial break. If there are any callers after that, we will take their calls. If not, we will conclude after that. May God richly bless you. And again, remember, the truth shall set you free. Southern Evangelical Seminary presents The Defense Never Rests. The National Conference on Christian Apologetics coming to Charlotte, North Carolina, October 13 through 15, 2016. Come be equipped to defend the faith. This three-day event features over 100 sessions from more than 50 speakers, including many of the world's top Christian thinkers, such as Lee Strobel, author of many books, including The Case for Christ, Jay Sekulow, chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice, SES co-founder Norman Geisler, and SES president Richard Land, veteran apologist Josh McDowell, Frank Turek, Jay Warner Wallace, SES professors, and many more. Join us for America's largest and longest-running apologetics conference. Thursday is a dedicated day for women only. Register now and save. It's time to get off the sidelines and get into the game. The defense never rests. To learn more, visit ses.edu. Southern Evangelical Seminary. On campus, online, on mission.
didn't have to. Six, expressing love is more of a decision than a feeling. But when it is real, it will be felt in ways that you cannot explain. And seven, laugh at the right things a lot. Sing joyful songs a whole lot and develop a happy dance and always find ways to do it. We are the salt of the earth. We are sent by Christ to give the flavor of God's righteousness to this world by living a particular way and sharing the gospel of Christ that sinners thirsty for the water of life that only Jesus can give. And you know what else is significant about salt? It doesn't burn and fire. In fact, Jesus even mentioned salt and fire in the same context when he said, everyone will be salted with fire, and every sacrifice will be salted with salt. Just know, in that context, he was speaking of hell's torment for those who refuse to believe. Therefore, they will be preserved in pain forever. But unlike them, we are those who have been salted by God to withstand the day of his fiery wrath. And if we will not burn in God's wrath, then how much more should we withstand the burning temptation of a fallen world? We are the salt of the world. I felt, I felt, I felt President, I felt President Falwell jump over here. I'm kind of scared. I thought, thought he was going to choke me on that one. <laughs> so remember, <laughs> so remember, there is no need to overcomplicate this thing called life. It is complicated enough. The power of simplicity is one of the life's most precious resources. Jesus led the most simplest life. And yet, he continues to impact the world like no other person that has walked this earth. Was it simply because he was God? Absolutely not. Because he even told us that we would do greater works than him. God delights by taking the ordinary person and doing the most extraordinary things. Will you be one of those people? Here's one thing I know for sure. I'm not supposed to be here. By any stretch of the imagination, from being a little short kid, overweight, 0.6 GPA, high school, 275-pound, fifth-string running back with asthma. But one thing I know for sure is when God has your back, you can dream crazy big. that being said, I would like to conclude by saying congratulations to the graduating class of 2016. Go set this world on fire. Shout out.